You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. My name is Adam McKeldry. I have the privilege and honor of serving here on staff as uh, the associate pastor, and I'm excited to be able to share with you guys for a little while tonight. Um, but Merry Christmas. I'm so glad that you're all here. You know, Christmas Eve service is such a special service because... Uh, not only do we all get to gather uh, as family, because we have family there coming in, but it feels like, as a friend of mine that I talked with about this week described it, Christmas Eve seems to be like this moment in time, in the midst of all the crazy, that we get to actually just stop and breathe and sit still. It's kind of like the eye of a storm. You know, we have all the crazy things that have been going on for the last several weeks, buying all the presents, all the crazy weather that's still going on. We have all the things that are about to happen tomorrow morning. We have this moment tonight where we get to gather as a family, with our families, as a church family, and just to sit and breathe. And I hope that's what this has been for you so far. And will be for the rest of this time together that you will just be able to sit and be still. And to be able to remember and to celebrate what this time of year is. Where we get to remember the Christ child that was born. And to look forward to the day that he will return. So that's my hope for you guys tonight. This is a great season of anticipation. And many of you who are here with us regularly know that over the last several weeks here at the church, we have been walking through this uh, series in this time of anticipation with something that we call the cast of Christmas. And for the last four weeks that we have been going over the text, the story of of Christmas, of Jesus' return, our first arrival, and we were looking at specific people that are involved in that story, either directly or indirectly. And we just wanted to see what what was going on. What was their role? And we talked about the, the prophets of Old Testament and how they were involved in the story. And we looked at the angels who proclaimed that Jesus had been born. And we talked about those shepherds that the proclamation was made to. And then this last week, we looked at the Magi, who had come from the Far East with gifts for this newborn king. And today, as we continue to celebrate this season, I want to to quickly, because I don't have a lot of time with you guys tonight, just share with you the next cast member in this Christmas story. The final cast member, if you will. And that is us. Followers of Jesus, we are the final member of this cast from Christmas. And there's a lot of aspects of what I think our role is when it comes to the Christmas story. There's parts of things that I've seen in the other cast members that we have seen in the Christmas story. But there's only one thing that I really wanted to highlight for you guys tonight. 
One thing that I think really encompasses everything about who we are and what our role is. And rather than me myself telling you what that is, I'm going to take you to the text. And I'm going to read a short piece of text to you guys where Jesus himself is going to share with you what your role is in this Christmas story. So, I'm going to be over in Matthew. I just ripped my Bible. Oh, that is very sad. Uh, Let me set the stage for you real quickly. So, Jesus is in the region of the Galilee. This is where most of his ministry takes place. And it's one day he, is, he finds himself surrounded by people like usual. And so he decides to go up on a mountainside. And he sits down. And he calls his disciples to him. And as they come to him, he begins to teach them. And in Matthew 5, we start this long discourse of teaching that we have from Jesus. And it is in that section of the text that I want to take us. And I want to read from you guys, for, for you guys. Matthew 5, verse 14, it says this. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heaven, your Father in heaven. Light of the world. That is your role in the story of Christmas. It is a, a big role. It's a difficult role. One that can be hard to understand sometimes. One that can be hard to, to swallow. And I wonder if we miss the gravity of what it is that Jesus is saying here in this moment when he tells us that we are the light of the world. I wonder if, we're, I wonder if it's because we're living in a time and a place in history, in the world, where you know, light is not a resource that we have any shortage of. Light is not something that we lack control over. I am blinded by the light right now as I try to stare out at you guys. Light is everywhere for us. And I wonder if that is because of that, if some of us, I I know for myself in, in particular, I take the power and the vitality of light, the vitalness of it, for granted. And I forget what light actually means and what it can do. And as I was thinking about this aspect of light and how God has called us to be the light in the world, it reminded me of something that happened to me a few years back. A time where God reminded me and showed me how powerful light can be and how vital it is in our lives. It was a few years back. Uh, It was my son's senior year uh, here at at Moscow High School, and it was spring break was approaching. And my wife said, I want to take one more trip as a family 
to, to celebrate and remember, build memories before the kids start leaving the house. And I was all for it. And I had him pictured in my mind going to Mexico, sitting on some white beaches somewhere. And she had white beaches in mind as well, but her white beaches were on the coast of Lake Louise in Canada. <clears throat> it was cold. I was not excited about the idea of going to Canada in the middle of the winter. So we talked about it, and we compromised, and we went to Canada. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a really awesome trip, and we made a lot of great memories. And one of, the, one of my favorite memories from that trip was that we, we went to this area called Canmore, and we did this cave excursion. And we showed up. And we put on the, our boots and we got in these big coveralls and put on our, our big heavy caving hat with the, the light on it. And we were bussed up to the mountain and climbed the side of the mountain until we got to the entrance of the cave. And then we started to proceed our way down deep into the mountain. And as we're going down, <clears throat> he's showing us all these different opportunities to try to get stuck or temporarily lodged, like he said. And so the kids are going in these little tight spaces. But we finally get to the end of our tour. And we're at the bottom, in the, in the bottom, in the middle of this mountain. And he goes, I want you guys to experience, truly experience what it's like to be down here. So we're going to turn our lights off. I'm like, oh, that's okay. He's like, but first... You see all the holes in the ground that we're walking by, so you need to get down on all fours. And so we all get down, and we turn our lights off. And that was the darkest I have ever experienced. I've been in some dark moments before, but nothing like that. I'm putting my finger in front of my eye. I can't even see it move. And it was unnerving. And then he goes, all right, start crawling towards me. And I'm like, no. I know there's holes around. I don't want to fall face first deeper into the earth. Like this is, I was, I was scared. And I was paralyzed for just a moment, but he just kept saying, here, come over this way, come over this way. So I start to move like this, and I have this smartwatch that just happened to light up just a little bit in that moment. And that little bit of light shone bright and it gave me hope that I wasn't going to fall into that hole. But it gave me the confidence to start moving forward. And eventually he said, all right, let's all turn our lights on. And we all at the same time turned our lights back on and that cave was basked in light. It just exploded in the light again. And I felt safe again with all of our lights on. I was reminded that day how much I love light. The power that it has to push back the darkness that was trying to surround me. The ability that light has to give me hope when fear was trying to control me. And those are just a small 
portion of what light does. Which is why Jesus is calling us to be the light of the world. Because of just those, just those two things. To bring hope in the darkness. To call people to more. Give them confidence to step out. We are called to go into the dark places of the world. That's what light's supposed to do. Not avoid them. We are called to go into those places and to light them up. Which I know at times can be frightening because sometimes we feel like we are all by ourselves. Like we are the only little light in that moment of darkness or in that place of darkness. But like I experienced with my watch sitting in the belly of that mountain, it doesn't take a lot of light to give you hope. And that's what you bring. And the light that you're bringing is not something that you are creating yourself. It is the light that is within you because of the Holy Spirit. Because of Jesus, the source of light that is within us. That is where the light comes from. And the other thing is is this. You're actually not alone. You're not by yourself. Look to your left and to your right. Look in front of you and behind you. You are surrounded by other lights. And together, as we are able to come together in moments like this, in a community and in our community, and we let that light shine, it's like that moment when we were, I was in the bottom of that cave and all five lights came on, it just explodes the light of God. And we have that ability, we have that at our fingertips. And it's not that hard to do. It's not that difficult to be light. All we, ha- we can do things just like what we saw the prophets do, which is just call people to God. Come to God. Find hope in who he is and what he has done in your life. We can be like the angels and proclaim his arrival and his, his return as well. Proclaim the peace that he established and ushered in when he was born. We can be a light to our, our families, to our friends, to our coworkers, to our community just by the way that we love one another, just by the way that we care for one another. That is our role in the Christmas story that started that night, but it's continuing to go. So let us be lights, not just during the Christmas season, but in every season. I'm going to have the worship team come back out, and they're going to lead us in a few more songs. But as they're getting ready, and before you all stand up to worship with them again, I am going to invite you to reach to wherever you put this thing and pull this out.
And then on the count of three, we're going to break them together. There's always one. And then you're going to shake it. And we're going to let this be our first step in letting our light shine as the body of Christ together today, all right? One, two, three. Awesome. Good job. Look around, you guys. You are not a light unto yourself. You have a family. You have a church. And together, let us let our light shine. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.